Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets Show, where we interview industry leaders and break down exactly how they're dominating their markets so you can learn from the best and can double your revenue, double your impact, and double your time off. In this episode, we're talking with Alex Morton. Alex earned his success in network marketing, real estate, and from building multiple seven-figure companies. And he's used his success to build a powerful brand, focusing on helping others achieve success as well. He's the author of Dorm Room to Millionaire, creator of Alex Morton Mindset, and has been featured in Forbes, Rolling Stone, Elite Daily, and Yahoo Finance. Welcome to the show, Alex. Glad to be here, my man. Excited to be here. Yeah, really looking forward to chatting with you. I've been watching a bunch of your stuff and I love your message. And I think that our listeners are going to really appreciate a lot of this because like we talked about in the pre-show, most people that I work with and that follow me, they fell into business because they don't want to have a job anymore. And they are practitioners at heart. They're clinicians. They're good at what they do, but they're lacking on the business entrepreneurial side of things versus being somebody who's just hungry for business like I was and and. I'm going to presume you as well. And then we kind of found where that was going to be in. Uh, these people start with being that practitioner in mind. And and a lot of the, the struggles they have is with getting into that mindset of understanding that this is, yes, I'm helping people, but the business has to work as well for me to be able to help people. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background. I know that you had a real interesting journey. Uh, you're a young dude like me and you've had some amazing success. So tell us a bit about you so that our audience got some context. Yeah, so I'm a, I tell everybody I'm a normal guy that, that grew up in a normal environment, normal situation. You know, I don't come from eating out of trash cans on the street and homeless, and I don't come from Beverly Hills, California, where, you know, mommy and daddy are worth $15, $20 million. So I kind of come from, you know, the middle ground, USA, uh, Ohio as a state. I was born in Houston, Texas, but we grew up in Columbus, Ohio. And I always tell people, man, like the Midwest over there, it's filled with a lot of really nice, sincere, genuine people. But there's also this kind of collective consciousness, not everybody, but a lot, a lot of that area is the whole mentality of be happy with what you have. Don't, don't strive for too much, you know, just do what everybody does, right? Go to school, get good grades, get a job, get married to your high school sweetheart, pop out a couple kids, work for 50, 60 years, go to Europe once with your wife, come back and die, right? So I grew up in that, that, that mentality a little bit, but I always wanted more. So I tell people I'm a normal guy that comes from a normal family that made a decision at a young age that I was gonna live a great life, a great lifestyle, not just make a lot of money, but also be in the position at a young age Okay, to, to impact people, to teach people, to help people. So that's where I'm from. And, you know, growing up, I always had these big goals and big dreams of, of doing something great in my life. And, and there's a lot more to that story, but that's kind of the, the foundation. I wasn't that good in school. I wasn't the fastest kid on the football field, but I always had a lot of heart and desire uh, and work ethic, even when I was a little kid. Yeah. What was your, what was your first uh, kind of, point of success, so to speak, where you were like, maybe I can make this, like I'm, I'm getting somewhere. Yeah, I think, I think it had to be real estate at 18. Uh, I was going to, I went to Arizona state university and I was, I was in my freshman courses going to, you know, economics and math and science. And I'm like, man, I, I want to make money. Right. Like I, I read think and grow rich. Uh, I read rich dad and poor dad as a young kid. Cause my, my parents were successful at insurance. And I'm like, this professor is talking about you know, biomes and the rainforest and all these things. So I was interested in how can I make money? And I thought about a bunch of different, you know, ideas for, for businesses. And then one day my mom called me and she said, turn on Bravo TV. 
and watch this real estate show. These, these young guys remind me of you. And it was million dollar listing, like season one or two. So I see million dollar listing, these young guys driving nice cars, you know, living live a nice life. The next day I go get my real estate license. I apply for it anyway. And I was 18 years old. And that, that was a journey to actually acquire that license because I filled the exam several times. I had to live on my buddy's couch during the summer in Arizona, 120 degrees, taking a, a cab to the school and back because I kept failing this exam. But I finally passed that exam. I got into the rental uh, real estate game, got very creative with that and started to have small wins. You know, I had commission checks for three or 400 bucks, but back then it, it felt like, you know, 30 or 40 grand because I was making money and I was proving to myself that I, I can, I can do this whole entrepreneurial thing. So 18 mm -hmm. residential real estate, I would say was my first kind of bigger win. Uh, but even when I was a little kid, I, we were baking cookies and selling cookies in the high school for one or two dollars until we got caught. And then we had to shut that shut that down pretty quick. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. In real estate, there's a lot of lot of sales, right? A lot of communication, managing people, things like that. How much do you think that that experience helped you to get to where you are now in terms of being able to communicate and get your point across and get sales? Yeah, I think it helped because when you're 18 and you're not from Arizona, you don't really have a network in Arizona. Uh, it's hot as heck. You've never done real business before. You're kind of forced to figure it out. You're forced to go shake people's hands, even though you're scared, even though you're timid. Uh, you're forced to go to networking events and introduce yourself. Hey, my name is Alex. I just got into real estate. I'm going to be the best real estate agent on the planet. You know, so I think as, as, as an 18 year old kid, learning, learning sales, learning how to deal with people, learning how to communicate effectively, uh, learning how to create marketing campaigns. Uh, I was, I was taking other people's listings and then relisting them as my own, which was in the gray area. And then they would call me thinking I was listing the house, but really I would flip it and then become the buyer's agent. So I would act like the selling seller's agent. And then they would call me and I would flip it to become the buyer's agent. So those mental processes and really just getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, even in 18, 19, helped propel me for what I was going to do, you know, shortly thereafter in, uh, you know, network marketing. Yeah, 100%. A lot of my clients and the people that I, that I work with, we can do well and, and do good enough because we're health professionals, you know what I mean? We spent years to get to a status point. So you can kind of almost just take a backseat ride and get clients, you'll get referrals and people will generally listen to you because there's an authority. But when we have to, like yourself, we're having to actually hustle to, to, to sell, to make things happen. It's different. Right. And what I spend all day trying to do is help people to understand this game a bit more because you can achieve so much more when you understand how to communicate and how to influence. I always see it as we have value to give. And if I can't get a person to understand that value and then, you know, take action and receive that value, then I've let them down. And so for me, it's not selling. It's just how can I help this person see that this is going to be beneficial for them? Obviously, you can take sales and everyone's general idea of sales is, oh, he's going to try and sell me some stuff that I don't want or need. But I definitely take it more as an enrollment process. How can I help this person take action? And sales is so important. Right, right. So many people miss out on that. We teach people today, you know, in, in our organization, we've got over 450,000 customers in the organization and the company and a percentage of those people build the business. And the way I've always talk to salespeople in, in within leadership is you're helping people solve a problem. 
You know, somebody can come to me and complain about, you know, they can't pay their gas bill. They can't keep their lights on. They can't feed their kids. They're, they're sick and tired of working two jobs in New Zealand or in Miami. And then I solve that person's problem, right, with our products and services. So I think it's important whether you're a health professional or you're selling insurance or, or real estate, when you look at it as solving other people's problems and the solution is your product and service, then it takes away the whole, oh, I'm just out here trying to make a buck or, you know, sell people stuff because the, the mental perception of sales, I think it needs to be right for people to go out there and genuinely make sales and make, and make money and make an impact. Yeah. The bad salesmen or salespeople are always the ones that tend to ruin it where it's, we have that experience because someone's tried to push something on us because they haven't understood the sales process well is what I feel. And it, it gets to this point where they don't understand our problems. They don't understand what we're trying to achieve and they don't know how to bridge the gap with right. their product or service. And so suddenly they're just trying to ram this thing down our throat. And then we have this bad taste in our mouth. And then the next time somebody tries to come along and help us, we automatically assume they're going to try and sell us some stuff that we don't need. Exactly. Um, but especially in, in service businesses and in particular healthcare for our clients, it's like we all solve a problem. It might just be a different problem. We all produce a result. It's just maybe a different result and we all have a unique mechanism. But fundamentally, that process is the same. And fundamentally, what kind of runs that well is knowing how to sell. What right. do you think makes somebody good at sales? Or maybe a better question is how can the average person, for those listening and not watching, can't see me do air quotes, the average person get better at selling, motivating, communicating. Is it a process? Is it scripting? Is it their state? What is it, do you think? I think it's a lot of different things. I don't think it's scripted though. I think it's one thing to have like rebuttals, right? Like if someone says, I don't have time, I don't have money, I don't believe in it. It's a, it's a scam. Why do I need you? I think it's, I think it's okay to have like preset answers to some of those rebuttals. But if you're in, you know, sales, which I think everybody's in sales to some degree, you've got to be genuine. You've got to be real. And I think the best way is just to tell the truth. It's like these car guys that it says $50,000 for this car, but they know it's not $50,000. As long as they sell it for a dollar over 37, five, they're making money. You know, to, to me, at least what I've done for the last 10 years, you know, I've been very fortunate and blessed. I think well over a billion dollars in, in global team sales is just tell people the truth. Like this will help you because of A, B, and C. You hiring me as a consultant will help you because of A, B, and C. These are my results. So I think the best um, advice I could give somebody is the same advice I would give anybody in any industry. Go find somebody who's amazing at sales who has an amazing sales process and who has the results, whether it's insurance, real estate, network marketing, health professionals, and then see how that person achieved the success. Like that's all I did when I was 21 and I got involved in sales and building organizations. I found the top five people that were all making a hundred thousand dollars or more per month. And I studied them. And I said, if it can work for them, it can work for me. So I think the best thing people can do is to find somebody you can relate with, you can vibe with, and then study exactly what it is they do. Because most people have free content on YouTube. I mean, people in our groups, they watch videos for me from 2012. And those same tactics and philosophies still hold true in 2021. So find someone that has exactly what you want. 
and, and do exactly what they tell you to do, whether it's a one-on-one mentor or whether it's a mentor from afar. Some of my mentors that have helped me earn millions of dollars, I've never even met before, right? But I've studied them via YouTube, via Instagram. So I think anybody can, can access the right information and teach themselves and learn from people that already have the results. I think a lot of people are scared to do that because there's this belief that they must be a scam. It's like this, like I got told, James, if it's that easy, everybody would do it. And I learned very quickly that it is that easy and that people are not doing it because of other reasons. Often things are way easier than we actually anticipate, especially when you have a framework and you understand the game. Like I'm following a lot of stock at the moment. I've started to, to get into stocks and things a bit more seriously because I'm generating some, some cash and I think I need to do something with it. Starting right. to watch the system and, and understand it, I'm realizing there are people that are doing really well. Just like yep. you said, I'm going to watch what they're doing. I'm going to figure it out. And as you start to understand the game more and more, you start to realize that A, it is a game business and you've got to play the game. If you're really emotional about it, you're looking at it wrong. And B, there is a right way to play it and a wrong way to play it. And we have a, a multiple investment properties and people always ask me, James, how are you doing this? How are you doing that? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm seeing a house that looks good. That's probably going to go up because everything's going up and I'm going to buy it with equity from my other house yep. and my tenant will pay the mortgage. And they go, well, I don't understand. I'm like, it's, it's just math. But I'm realizing yep. that there's like a disconnect. Now, the fastest way, exactly what you said, and that's exactly what I did, fastest way to pass that gap is to find somebody who's doing what you want to do. That's all I've success. ever Yeah, and this whole, this whole idea of scam is so funny because it's like, listen, if everything is a scam, if everything is too good to be true, then you're never going to find a true opportunity. I mean, it's a joke. You know, we tell people scam is still confused about money. Most people that say it's a scam, they don't even have $10,000 to their name. So their opinion doesn't even matter like at all. Like it just, it is what it is, right? So yes, are there scams out there? For sure. Yes, there are, but there are also endless opportunities of legitimate and real vehicles for people, whether they have a master's degree or they're a high school dropout to get a hold of something and through work ethic and desire and being teachable and coachable, create financial independence. And I don't think it's ever been more prevalent than it is right now in 2021 for ways that people can generate additional income in their lives, whether it's real estate, whether it's network marketing, whether it's create sales funnels, whatever it is, there are, there are so many ways for people to learn and then apply and then make money. I understand. I really like that. I think that we, we value the opinions of strangers too much when we're looking for reasons to not do something. We have a limiting belief on ourselves and our ability to potentially implement on that information or what if I did achieve success, then what? And I think that that holds people back a lot. It's not just this fear of failure, but also the fear of success. What if I do it and it does work? I think that scares a lot of people. And so we, we take these random comments, these random opinions of people, usually people who are not successful. You're not going to find many successful people who are saying these things. It's always the strugglers and the unsuccessful. And I think that if, like for me, and I've heard you say this as well, it's like, if I'm wanting to be rich or be happy or whatever. I'm not going to look at unhappy people and go, Hey, what are you doing? Unless it's, what right. are you doing? So I can not do that. Exactly. Right? I'm going to look for the person and, and ask them the questions to figure that out. When somebody's trying to make a decision about doing something and they've got these limiting beliefs in their mind and they're thinking, yeah, but what if it's a scam? What if it's this? What if it's that? What have you found is the easiest way to help somebody to really assess what is at the core of that 
and then start to shift it. Because I think that if more people can shift those sorts of beliefs, they can see things for opportunities. I've done things that didn't directly result in a return on investment, but I learned a hell of a lot from it that then allowed that to be a stepping stone to the next thing. And it's my yep. ability to keep investing that gets me growing, not do yeah. one thing it didn't work and give up. Yeah, I've made some dumb investments. Like I, I gave a guy a couple of years ago in Miami, he showed me some returns on you know crypto trading and he turned, what do you do? He turned like my uh, 200 into 300 grand. And then I'm like, oh, well, if he can do 200 to 300, I should just put more money in it, right? So we put another 100 grand in and then you know he joined the witness protection program, right? And a couple of us did it. And yeah, it sucked to lose 300, $400,000. But now I look at everything with a different lens. My perception on looking at potential investments has changed. But going back to your question, I would say it, it all comes back to awareness and understanding the paradigm. Like the, the reason why we think the things we think is because of this paradigm that controls our, our habitual way of thinking, because it's a multitude of habits and beliefs. Most of them are not even ours. Most of them are not even our beliefs. They were given to us by mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, that your, your teacher in seventh grade was telling you different things, right? And then we look at an opportunity or a vehicle or a business, oh, it's still gonna be true. It's a scam. So I think people first need to ask themselves, why do I think what I think? Why do I think to, to get rich, you have to step on other people? Why do I think uh, people say money doesn't grow on trees? Why do I think the things that I think? Because most of the things we think aren't even accurate thoughts. I mean, this whole idea of a million dollars is so much money. It's so difficult. It's so hard. You have to be special to make a million dollars. It's not true, right? We grow up watching who wants to be a millionaire on TV. And there's people around us that say, oh, the, you know, to become a millionaire, you got to hurt other people. To become a millionaire, you can't have a good family. To become a millionaire, you have to look like this guy or you have to come from, you know, this side of the street. And then you grow up and you're like, actually, none of that is true. So I think the first thing people need to do is ask themselves, why do I think the things that I think? Number two, change your thinking. And then number three, when it comes to looking at something again, and I use this philosophy in every area of my life. If someone doesn't have what you want in that area, do not listen to them. Like, why would I go ask my broke friend his opinion on a business? The guy is broke. That's like going to somebody that got divorced and had a nasty divorce and say, hey, man, I'm getting married next year. Can we get coffee? Can you can you tell me maybe five steps to a happy marriage? The dude's divorced. You see what I'm saying? So people, if they would just think once a day, <laughs> they can make better decisions, man. People people don't think. And that's why everything's a scam. Everything's too good to be true. They never take a risk. And then they wake up at 65 years old and they got no money. And, it, and usually that equates to unhappiness. People, oh, money's not going to make you happy. Okay, well, uh, being broke's not going to make you happy either. So that's what I would say. Ask yourself, why do I think what I think? Change your thinking. And then only take advice from people that have exactly what I want in that given area. Whenever I come up against a roadblock in my head about making a decision or moving forward with something or something, like I almost feel it physically. Something's limiting me. I go, what is that? Let me figure it out. Let me write mm -hmm. it down. Let me break it down. Let me, you know, navigate this thing and find a way around it. I think of them like boulders. I've, I'm running in the dark. I hit a boulder. I don't go, oh, and then just give up on life. I don't right. judge you, it. You got, just figure you it got, out. Yeah, you got to keep going. I mean, it's like anyone that's had a high level of success has had to go through and grow through and go through 
many challenges, many, many, oh my gosh, is this for me? Oh my gosh, can I really do it? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I lost X amount of dollars in that. It's just the journey you have to go through so you can evolve into a better, a better leader, a better person, and you're going to attract better opportunities and vehicles as you move on your own personal journey to success. Mm. I've found that having really strong goals and reasons why, more importantly, mm. allow us to see past the roadblock instead of it being this giant pit, you know, it's really big. I'm trying to run around the side, but you know, it's just this giant hole. I'm going to fall in it no matter what. If my kid is burning on the other side, I'm going to figure it out. And I think that, I think that a lot of us lack that. We have these yep. goals. I want to make a million dollars, but we have no idea why. And yep. we don't really want it. We want what we think the million dollars is going to get us. And when, right. we, when we figure that out, we can set actual goals and have actual purpose, which means that when there's a roadblock, you figure it out. Because anytime yep. that you've had a roadblock in your life and you haven't solved it, you've made a reason to justify it. Uh, and be honest with yourself as you're listening, right? Anything you've used, you've just justified, oh, money doesn't grow on trees. It's easier for that person. Mm -hmm. Use that and realize, well, why am I doing it there? But with something else, like my kid, you know, I was about to run across the road and I've got a broken leg. I seem to be able to figure out how to get to him before he gets hit by a car. Why was that not a roadblock? Oh, I've got a broken leg. Sorry, buddy, you're going to get hit. You know what I mean? Like, why did I not give up there? And there's purpose and reason that gets us moving forward. And when you understand that this is a game, like I said before, I find it fun when something starts to come up. I find it fun when there's a roadblock in my head because it gives me a chance to navigate it and get better. And I think that we talk about a lot about money. We talk about like, don't ask your, you know, your broke friend, blah, blah, blah. That broke friend might be a really great person, but I'm not going to get yes. advice on that thing. You know yes. what I mean? Exactly. And money doesn't make you happy. It's not supposed to. It's a resource that allows you to create impact and do different things. Would I right. choose to be unhappy and broke or unhappy and rich? I'd probably choose unhappy and rich because at least I can then try and use those resources to create something. But I've been unhappy and broke and there's not much that I can do. So right. I think when we understand these things more effectively, we can really realize that what we're here for is how do we make an impact for people? How do we make some change? And use what we've got to do that. And business is an amazing avenue for that. It's an amazing avenue for us to achieve more, help more people. And navigating that sales process and all the stuff is, yeah, it's killer. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, again, it's it's the whole, the whole idea on money. Money to me, money is a like you said, a resource. It is a vehicle to be able to take problems away. Like the first thing when people make money is, okay, now I can pay the debt off. I can help my parents. I can buy them a new house. I can pay off their house. I can get my little sister a car. Right? I can I can help the people that I care around me about and the people that I love around me, I can help them, right? And then money lets you go do great experiences. It lets you start foundations if you want to. You know, I have a high school, at my old high school, uh, Bexley High School, I have a dream big scholarship. The first year we sent one kid, then it was two. Last year was four. This year I'm gonna do eight. My goal is to keep building and, and becoming successful. So one day I can give every single kid in the senior graduating class a check for $10,000 to go to an out-of-state college, right? So money allows you to do those things. That's why it blows my mind when people say, oh, I just want to help people. I just want to change the world. Well, you can't change the world until you first change your world. You can't go feed your neighbor until your plate's got so much food on it, you can share with your neighbor. That's why money is an important thing. And people should have aspirations to go out there and, and make the money. You want to give it all away, give it all away, but you got to make it first. And then you can go out there and impact people.
Hundred percent. There's so many concepts to break down there. One thing I want to add with that is, is we we talk about with our clients when we're dealing with, like when I'm dealing with a patient, right? And let's say it's a mum. I'm saying when the plane's going down and the masks pop down, you don't put the masks on your kids because if you got three kids and you pass out after you help little Timmy, Stacy and Michael are gonna die. So what do you do? You put it on you first so that you then have resources to make sure you can continue to help. Because too many of us, I think that. It's, it's definitely a belief thing, but I think that we, we think, well, I don't want to, to be selfish and, and to be seen as something by other people that don't matter to me, but I'm going to care about their opinions. And we try and give everything away as if to be a martyr and say, well, I tried to help. I did my best versus saying, what if I kept these resources and use them because I have skills to grow them? If I have the last seed for an apple tree and everybody's starving you know what I mean? Should I, should I give it to someone who maybe can use the seed for something? He's probably going to eat it. Better to right. plant the seed and grow the apple tree and deal with the pissed off people who are thinking, man, you should have cut up that apple or that seed and fed the village. And I'm going to deal with it and deal with it until I've got an apple tree and I'm feeding everybody. And then right. they all turn around and go, thank you so much for, for yep. thinking past the short term. That's my biggest takeaway. 100%. And, and a lot of the people that, you know, hate on you or think you're working too hard one day, they're going to brag about how they know you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You said something really interesting on an older interview that you did with Grant Cardone and you were talking about how you have passcodes on your phone and your computer, but you just let in all the crap into yep. your head. Can you run us through that a little bit? I think that was absolutely gold. Yeah. It's, it's, it's as simple as this, right? Like if I try to get in my phone right now, you know, it's going to say into your passcode or face recognition, right? So we, we password protect our computer with our fingerprint and our cell phone, with the passcode. And, you know, you lock your car when you go inside. You, we do all these things. We lock the door. We, we, we lock doors. We put passcodes on and all this stuff. But the most valuable thing we have up here, you know, th this six inches are mine because whatever's planted in the mind will grow. We just let everybody come in and just, you know, shove whatever they want in there, right? Media you know, scarcity, fear, everybody's dying from this virus. It's a, it's a, pan, it's a pandemic, you know, everyone's losing money. Every business is going out of, out of business. Everyone's dying, all this kind of stuff. So we just let all this stuff in. And then we wonder why our vibrational frequency is off. We wonder why we wake up pissed off. We wonder why we're not in a state of gratitude. We wonder why we're, we're scared of everything. Oh my God, you know, mask this and wipe this and do that. It's because all this stuff gets into our mind and it, when it gets into our subconscious mind, which controls our behavior and our actions and our body, then we're taking the wrong action. So I think it all goes back to your thoughts translate into your feelings, your feelings translate into your actions, and then your actions are going to give you the result. So people need to password protect their mind. You can't just let anything get in there. And I tell people for every one negative thing that enters your mind, you need to replace it with at least five positives. That's why it's good to read every day and listen to great podcasts every day and audio books every day and write down your goals every day so you can stay in a positive vibrational frequency and hopefully gratitude as well so you don't block the blessings the universe is trying to send your way. Because when you're in a fearful state and you're, you're worried, you're, you're scared, you're fearful, you're upset, you're angry, you're pissed off, you're, you're blocking all of the positive things people, places, experiences, opportunities, investment, investment vehicles, right? You're blocking all that from actually entering your physical realm. So people should password protect their minds. And when you hear something, 
you have the ability to reject it. Our, our, our conscious mind has the ability to accept or reject any idea. So if you hear something you don't agree with, you don't like, you don't believe, you don't want to hear at all, you can reject it and say, that might be your truth, but that's not my truth. 2020 was the worst year ever. Well, in fact, our, our company 5X'd in 2020. I think I had my highest year personal income ever in 2020. So I didn't let that nonsense, January, February, March of last year, affect my thinking because I, I wasn't going to accept 2020 just to be written off as the worst year on planet Earth. 100%. What I'm hearing from that is what you let in with your consciousness starts to program your unconscious. And then your unconscious creates a filter for what you see. And so suddenly you can't see opportunity around you because you've been right. conditioned to look for all of the problems instead. We can change that by changing what we let in. I think that there is information out there that might be true, but it's not helpful. Like right. if I have one leg and I'm focusing, like Nick, I can't say his last name, Nick Center, I can't say his last yeah. name. Amazing yeah. dude. No legs, one arm and a finger on his other arm that he's actually got. Dude's a champion. Did he say in his life, oh man, got no legs, like life's over and gave up? No. And so. we've got far less problems arguably than him limiting us uh, in our sure. lives. And he's achieving sure. so much. And it's because he's not going to let that true bit of information, oh, I don't have a leg, influence what he's telling himself about what's possible. And he's going to navigate those because he's got a purpose. He can navigate the problems. And that's so good. I've, I turn off, I don't watch the news. I don't scroll yep. through Facebook and Instagram. I use them as business platforms only. I control what I let into my head because that conditions my subconscious, which either helps me see fear. I used to struggle with anxiety real bad growing up. And I understand this, right? It's like you, you condition yourself to see the problems or you condition yourself to see the opportunities. I think we need to, like you said before, challenge the beliefs and the thoughts we have about our own thoughts. So many people say to me, well, that's easy for you to say, or, you know, I try and I can't, or, and I think that what's happened is we've let go of thinking about what we're thinking about. We've just accepted it to be truth because people around us are saying it instead of just blocking out, sorry, mom, dad, I love you, but you know, we're not going to talk about business because you're not multimillionaire business people. I'm going to listen to these people instead. Sorry, you know, sister who's depressed. I love you, but I'm not going to listen to how you view the world because I want to be happy and yep. controlling it is so important. So it's as it's as simple as that. I don't. Yeah, I, I refuse to watch the news. I think the news is garbage. Uh, we could have a whole another show on that stuff, but I mean, it's just so 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 little of what they show us is the truth these days. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what's happening in our world. So it's it's such a high level of nonsense and fraud and all kinds of stuff that people cannot let that information enter their mind. You know, information you know, in form Asian. So it goes in and then it forms and Asian is a root word for action. So whatever you get into your mind, it's going to form, it's going to have babies and they're going to take action on the information. That is why it's so important. Like you said, to protect what you're letting in to your mind, because some people, Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Cause I do what I want to do all the time but it's not true. It does matter. What we plant in our mind is what we're going to go out there and take action on every single day. Real quick, because I'm super conscious of your time. The example of that is that corporations understand that you don't have to be paying attention to the information for it to influence you. Right. 
Coca-Cola has branding everywhere so that when you're at the movies, you buy a Coke, not something else. When you're thirsty or want to have fun, you think I'm going to go buy Coca-Cola to bring to the party. You're not going to go to a party where there isn't Coca-Cola or some kind of cola-based beverage because they've influenced you by it being there in the background. And this is where yep. you can't just say, oh, I watch it, but I don't, I don't listen to that because the fact that you're watching it means that it's influencing your emotional state and your brain and your conditioning. Because if that's all you see, it's inevitably going to influence what you believe because yep. there's nothing else to come in there and change it. So it's not about yep. scrolling through and saying it's not affecting me. It's about turning it off and replacing it because it is 100%. We could talk about this all day. This has been an amazing episode. Where can people connect with you online? Yeah, so Instagram is Alex Morton Mindset. YouTube is Alex Morton Mindset. And then I uh, just just released a bunch of courses for totally for free on mortonmindset.com. I made a 21 video course years ago on goal setting, team building, and sales. And then three weeks ago, I shot a masterclass because my mentor, Bob Proctor did it. So I said, I'm going to do it too. And it's just 12 videos and it's all for free on mortonmindset.com. Yep. Amazing. I'll make sure that's in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. You're amazing. Take care. Have an amazing day. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their revenue impact more people and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now, I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business. So I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. Now, if you're a health professional, coach or trainer in business, and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention because as a listener of the show, I want you to win. And so I've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show. So if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, I want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. That's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. And there you'll find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi-six, even seven-figure practice just like I did but with a tenth of the time and a tenth of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business. And I want to share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business. Also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show. And I'll see you on the next episode.